Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. All right, here for a very special late night Market Proof Marketing episode. We have the notorious Rob Hahn back with us again. Welcome back, Rob. Thanks for having me back. This and, isn't uh, supposed this to happen. Be... No? You no, you're not supposed to be once? back on this often. We're trying to get as many you know, faces I... and voices and exposure no. to things. I... We've had a couple of people back on, but never this close together. And but there's a very special reason though, right? So Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And also I'm I mean I've gotten dressed twice today. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I got in my casual Thursday afternoon, yeah, you know, yeah. opened the pool today, the kids are going crazy and then yeah. uh talking with Rob uh, out yeah. on the patio and we're like we should just do the get back on tonight. So it's it's Wait. 10 o'clock my time. Yeah. I took another it's shower, did my hair. 10 o'clock my time. Wait, I have a quick Wait, you opened the pool today? Yeah, I mean, te- aren't you in Ohio? What's the temperature? Yeah, it was well today. Was eighty three degrees, man, which definitely Damn. helped the pool warm up faster. Last year, Rob, my wife made me open it up when it was like forty degrees because it was our first year <laughs> of having a pool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so pool season has begun in Columbus, wow. Ohio. Do you have a heater? Yeah. Everyone's welcome. Oh, absolutely, gas, okay, uh, propane, okay. propane heaters. So. Yeah, no, this. Uh, I mean, I live in Las Vegas, and we haven't opened our pool yet because right. it's been unseasonably cold. I'm like, what? I moved to the desert, you know, for the heat, not for this. So I'm jealous yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm beating out our one of our uh, team members. Sarah lives in Phoenix. Yeah, and uh, she hasn't opened her pool yet. I don't That's believe. Right, yeah. So who knew Ohio? Who knew? But yeah, we, we, very special reason for yeah. this late night episode. And also, if you're watching this, we don't normally put out video episodes except for people like Spencer or Ivy Zellman. This one's going to be live on video, too, because we, we might do a little bit of show and tell uh, mm-hmm. with the magic of editing and, and so forth. OK, but Rob, the, the first thing is that yes. the world's about to end. Yes. Uh, you, you know, you're one of those people that I listen to and lean on for the used home market is what we what we call it here. Yep. The lawsuits, the I, I saw Mike Del Preti recently, you know, talking about cockroaches. And thankfully, all the realtors are cockroaches and that's why they'll survive. What, what the heck is happening? Did he really say that? Oh, uh, yeah. He said that in his, his keynote. His wife told him not to, he said, but he's going to do wow. it anyway. Because wow. realtors will right. understand. All right. I don't fully agree, but okay. <laughs> All right. That's that's not bad. So I guess, yeah, I mean, we went into some depth about this, I think, on the last time we spoke. Yeah, but, we talked about what yeah. was happening. And you also have a podcast with the fabulous yeah. Robertson. If, if you really want right. to go into deep dive, you can check that's that right. out as well. And we'll have a link to that's that. Right. But And we're not going to spend all time on it because I think there's a lot more important stuff that come, flows out of this. But basically, mm-hmm. the latest is the Merle case has been certified as a class action. It's a, it's not a nuclear bomb yet, but let's just say the bomb base opening. You know, like that. that's almost how to think <laughs> about this. Because yeah. these opinions, man, like I read them so that you don't have to because I have a legal background and I'm just like, it's pretty clear which way the judge is leaning, right? So that's going to go, I I think I am estimating the damages from that lawsuit to be at $195 billion, which means whoa, everyone whoa, 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 is whoa. instantly bankrupt. Yeah. Okay. So that's a lot of money. And then I have to ask a dumb non-legal question. 
first of all, if I ever get in trouble, you'll help me out somehow. No, right? I, I, I'm just, I'm a retired, I'm not a member of the bar anymore. I'm a retired <laughs> okay, member, retired member of the New York uh, the bar. Second question <laughs> is class action lawsuits. Uh, does the judge have like, is it not a jury trial? It's a, it is a jury trial. Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. I think if this was a bench trial. It's over already. It's already done. It based because the judges, I think, tipped her hand, right? But it. it is a jury trial, so it will go in front of a jury. But that's not really good news either because the plaintiff's case is pretty simple. Hey, did you sell a house in the last since 2010 or 2015? Hey, you got yeah. ripped off. Here's well, a the, bunch of, you know. <laughs> think about the jury screening questions for that one. Like, have you ever <laughs> sold imagine. or bought a house? Okay, we'd like them removed from the pool, please. Right. It's like, are you a realtor? Yes. Out. <laughs> Do you have any okay. immediate family who's a realtor? The so jury yeah. trial with huge damages, yeah. which will, will certainly be painful and or cause yeah. certain types of bankruptcies to occur if that exactly. moves forth. Now, the thing is that Merle case is, that's probably a couple of years in the future. The more immediate one is there's a very similar case, exactly identical kind of claims, exactly identical arguments going to trial in October in Missouri, mm. Burnett. And that one is only, I estimate, to be about a $6 billion case. Wow. Only. Even that is quite likely to, you know, potentially cause bankruptcies of various companies and whatnot. But Which it's that just is that, you know, that happens or it doesn't happen, the bankruptcy correct. part. What do you feel correct. like is the other implication that causes change in the industry? And again, for builders listening sure. who are like, I'm not a realtor, what are you talking about? Right. What do you care? Right. This is going to impact. The more than the big maybe, thing is going to be around this notion of paying the, the seller paying the buyer's agent's commission is what's really at stake, right? That's what in the industry referred to as compensation, cooperation compensation, or unilateral offer of compensation. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole lot of legalese, all kinds of stuff baked into it. I think the most important consequence of that lawsuit, because I do think NAR and the defendants will lose in Burnett. Again, jury trial. <laughs> Right. Like the argument from the plaintiffs are going to be pretty straightforward, pretty simple. And then the defense argument is complicated. That's the only way I can put it. You know, Do you, you think this is when we're going to finally realize or, or find the, the end result of all these surveys that talk about how much people love the agents they've worked with? Yeah. Is this like the ultimate uh, truth test on how much I don't, everyone I don't really think so. Because I think you could say, yeah, I love my realtor, you know, the, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, man, I, you know, I had to write that $35,000 check at closing and that really hurt. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to be like that, right? Yeah. You know, so I think they lose, you know, that's, I could be wrong. Cause you know, with law, with legal cases, you never know. And the biggest implication that flows out of that is the, what I call the copycat lawsuits, right? So if you look at say tobacco, if you look at say asbestos, right? It wasn't until there was a big lawsuit and then it's like somebody won. And then all of a sudden, like 10,000 lawyers came out of the woodwork and was like, okay, I have, I have a plaintiff, you know, who has asbestos, whatever, you know, the rare lung disease, I'm going to sue. So the issue is going to be when the Missouri case comes down, there are going to be thousands of lawsuits filed against anybody and everybody. I don't know if new home builders will be implicated in it, but the way that plaintiff's lawyers sort of think is, hey, so who, who out there has big pockets? <laughs> like, um, let's go yeah. after that. Yeah, right. You know, could it's they interesting. Make up I wouldn't. I wouldn't because the like it's typically the sellers who feel like they've correct, correct, and lost out, and the builder's correct. been correct. happy to pay. You know, whatever correct. historically they say. But on the other hand, I do wonder. Let's say I'm a big builder. You know, let's say I'm Dr. Horton, and over since 2015, I paid out. I don't know, a couple hundred million dollars in in commissions. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a, a case to be made. You know what? Somebody owes me that money. 
right? Yeah. Because it turns out I paid this up, you know, because of anti-competitive, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, yeah. Oh, you're saying, you're saying the yeah. builder could benefit and go after and say, I'm part of this Correct. as well. Like I, Correct. I, yeah. Correct. Unless the builder was itself like a brokerage or worked to the, you know, like if you had your yeah. own listing agents, own buyer agents, who knows? Like it's, it gets mm -hmm. complicated with new construction, but this doesn't directly impact builders. I no. And, and if anything, the only thing that I really have to contribute here is I feel like overall, how home builders view and want to partner with realtors right. won't change. And because that general sentiment of we want to partner with them right. overall, as long right. as the pricing is fair, won't change. That's right. It could ingratiate more realtors who currently are like, builders are annoying as heck. I don't want to right. deal with that. Right. To, the, you know, well, and, and I think, yeah, I think for builders, potentially the biggest issue is potentially going to be if after something like this, the buyer agents now have to convince their own buyer to pay them. So on the one hand, this is good for builders, right? Because builders, as we've talked about, they hate like when a buyer shows up with an agent, right? Because now they have to pay yeah, this I mean, compensation. Which I know so some of them truly the, hate it. Some of them yeah. absolutely hate it. I would say most of them are just like, but can I pay less than three in that case? Sure. Yeah. But you know, you yeah. start doing that and then, you know, the by the agents all talk. I mean, I, you and I have both seen those posts in social media. It's like, oh, Robert, so and so builder, you know, the first builder I ever worked for refused to pay agents ever right. in my career. So I, I got a real quick entry to that of like, right. you work for who? Get yeah. out of my party. Like, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, blacklisting, you know, I mean, it's, it's, we know it happens. So yeah. it's possible that that will go away. On the other hand, it also then makes it very possible that the buyer agents go, well, you know, if my client, I have to convince my client to pay me. Do I want to take them to this new construction project that's potentially, you know, six months in the future? Like, you don't know how that's all going to play out. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of chaos coming. At the same time, I think one of the reasons why I'm back is because I've actually have what I think is a reasonably clever solution that we built and launched. And it happens to be something that you're the guy that told me about this, honestly, because right, when we first started talking about it, like, you're like, that's really interesting. But um. You know, there's an angle here that could be really beneficial to build. Yeah, well, let's just work th work through it because the what you have built is yes. in its core is what. So what we built the company the site is called the Center Property Exchange. What I've essentially built is an auction based multiple listing service that is unaffiliated with any other MLS. It is unaffiliated with NAR, so we make our own rules. That's so, and we have to do it that way if we're going to do auctions. Right. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big believer in open auctions as a way to buy and sell real estate. Right. Again, with new construction, it's a little different. There are some real, you know, sort of things to discuss and work through there. But I think what well, your comment when you saw this, like, okay, so you're an MLS. That's right. Yeah. So all I, your... I, I'm sorry. I have to tell this story because I'm okay. at my kid's <laughs> soccer game. This is last fall, our soccer practice, football practice. Yeah. And Rob calls me. I'm trying to take a nap in the car. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk. This what's going on. And at some point in the conversation, I was like, yeah, Rob, but you know, if this, if this doesn't get you on the, the places where the consumers go, right. which is not the MLS is themselves, right. but Zillow, Realtor, et cetera. Right. Who cares? The builders aren't interested. And you said, well, no, I will be on them. And I said, how? And in right. less than, I mean, no hesitation. I said, because I'm an MLS. And I said, right. well, that's cool, but don't you have to like go get blessing from the Pope or like, uh, you know, dip in the water, whatever the Mandalorian yeah. waters are that you have to submerge right. yourself and come out of it. There's gotta be some process. Nope. And he said, no, you just, I'm going to call myself an MLS because I am one. I'm accepting right. multiple listings right. from multiple providers. Right. And I think I laughed solidly for about two minutes you because 
<laughs> the profoundness of the simplicity. Yeah. I just, I loved. Yeah. I and loved. we enable cooperation between among the participants, right? Yeah. We don't enable compensation. That's a second story, but right. But I, so, I yeah. that, that was when I instead of trying to nap in the car, I I, I yes, power recline my seat yes, forward, and I was like, okay. So now, if you're a real MLS, right? But you're saying you're not going to have stupid rules that are archaic right. and arbitrary. That's right. This is where I immediately was. That's right. I had, it took a while to convince Rob, but I was like, okay, this is what builders have been asking for: is I need a way to get my properties. That's right. On these sites. That's right. In the proper format, in the proper way. That's without right. having to pay a renter broker yep. or a $300 fee per house yep. to get a home in the MLS yep. or, or worse. I mean, smaller builders don't have leverage. They might still be paying one, 2% just yep. to get a house listed, whether or not that agent is involved in the, in the transaction. And, and typically they're, they are not involved in the transaction because a lot of times they can't be right. Again, this is where resale and new, new construction is different. New construction, you have a spec home, you have a home, maybe at the drywall stage. It's a home. Like you can buy that home. It has yep. an address. You know, it's a, you know what I mean? Like, except that it's not quite finished and there's a lot of customization options that may still be available, right? Like, okay, I can't add another room, but yeah. carpet, you know, paint, whatever. There's all sorts of things. You know, that's where the the builders own sales representatives, you know, they're going to handle all of that, right? So made perfect sense. So long and short of it is because of what you told me. And then there's a second piece, right? Which is we don't, so we're we're an MLS. We're modern. You don't have to fat finger in listings. Oh. We can take a feed from the builder. Everyone's worried about AI it. and robots taking jobs, but you're gonna you're gonna unemploy like or or reemploy in a different way. Yeah, hundreds of administrative assistants or marketing coordinators whose job it is to key in right. MLS data. Right. So. I'm like, yeah, I mean, and I've always thought like, why, why don't we do that? And I know why the MLS doesn't do it, the yeah. traditional MLS, because they're membership based and, you know, SaaS model, et cetera. We're not, so we don't care. So we take a feed. Long and short is we built it. We've launched it. We've tested it. It is now live with one of your clients who you introduced me to, Abrazos Homes out of Albuquerque. Yep. And we take a feed from them. I think just the standard BDX feed that every builder knows and uses populate our database, populate our MLS essentially, and then we send it on to Zillow. We'll be sending out to whoever wants it, really. Um, you know, and it goes across on tab one because we're an MLS. Right? You yeah. can't treat us differently. Uh, the non-commingling rule doesn't apply. And there it is. And we're live with it. And now I'm like, we should probably let people know that this exists. We should, we should probably let people know. Now, I don't know what your typical audiences are around the globe when you're talking. Right. It's mostly but the realtors. folks. The folks <laughs> who are typically attracted to to hanging out with us yeah. are on the nerdier end. So I'm going to ask yes. some specific details that I, that you might like. Why no one's going to care about this, Kevin? But people will care, and I want to yeah. save us both the trouble of having to explain that. Sure. But the first is this seems like the summary again is. Getting your homes in an MLS, not yes. for the purposes of your local MLS. That's right. So if you want to make sure that uh, Sally and Jane and Steve, local realtors in Dublin, Ohio, see yeah. your homes in the MLS that they yeah. log into, yeah. this is not a solution for that. This is not that solution. Okay. So, However, yeah. <laughs> however, it kind of is as well, right? So here's what I mean. So you, you send the feed to us. We send, then send it on to the portals, right? Whatever destination. Mm -hmm. It shows up. The way I think about it is the way that sort of modern search works, right? 
to me, it's very rare that it's like an agent who finds a house and then sends an email to the client say, hey, I found this house for sale. Right. I think it fits your need. It's usually the, the client who's up at two o'clock in the morning, you know, because they want to buy a house that so they're swiping, you know, on apps and they find the house like, oh, this is new. You know what I mean? And then they mm-hmm. call the realtor and say, hey, I want to go see this house. Yep. Okay. Well, when they do, like all of those agents, like you mentioned in Dublin, Ohio, they're welcome to join DPX. We don't restrict it. You know what I mean? Like there's no well, fee. And so they'll see the data in, in the listing. Right. They would presumably know who to call or where to go if they Correct. They'll have, they have you know, the home builder's name on it or whatnot. The call bill, mm-hmm. hey, I want to buy this. Come see it. Cool. Then just do that. You know, yeah. like go to the sales center, do that. We don't, we don't particularly care. Okay. Right. But if they want to join our system, then we'll, they'll know that this thing has popped up as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're not we're not like a local MLS, but there's no reason why we can't have local members. But that, that, that's been to the consumer's perspective. That's which is really the only relevant uh, audience here is making sure mm-hmm. they reach the the consumer. That's right. That's you're right. gonna you're gonna get there. Now right. let's not let let's talk about kind of the 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 two sides of this. You know, sure. the thing that really excites me is helping builders get. Yeah, I'm going to speak their language for a minute, Rob. Yeah. Getting all of your homes and communities yep. Yep. on syndication sites that have uh, non-commingling rules, yep. rules against commingling, which yep. would prevent you from showing up without being both uh, as, a, as a community that's being promoted on that yep. syndication site and in the MLS. Both things must occur in order to show yourself where most consumers are going to, to right. see the properties. This is that solution. That's one part of it. The other part is it's the data from your own site. That's right. And so in talking to several builders, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm just excited. I mean, this other stuff is cool, Kevin, but I want to have control as the builder over which, which photos are on the MLS that's syndicating to these, these websites, like again, like Zillow, Redfin, anywhere who wants them, you don't care. You'll send them anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I just want to be able to have control versus again, if you partner with an agent, or some MLSs, I don't know yep. how this works. They they take fifty thousand crappy photos on an iPhone and put their MLS ID number in the corner, mm-hmm. and that overrides what you know. You've got these amazing, beautiful images as yep. the builder. So control over content, no stupid rules. We can yep. talk more about that. Yep. Uh, and and no modern, and you know, sort of no, modern computer technology, like modern information <laughs> technology. Right? Okay. So, like, so let's talk about the downside. Sure. How much is it per listing or per community to submit this data th- through this? So, <laughs> this is the funny part. Because everyone's all about like, yeah. well, it's a hundred dollars a neighborhood a month, or yeah. you know, some. Yeah. You know, and that, that, so uh, in the beginning, it was f- entirely free. That was our, because we have a very different business model, right? You know, we're, we're like I said, we're an auction-powered MLS, so we make our money from if there's a successful auction, we take a buyer premium. And then we pay the agents involved, and then we take a small VIG, right? That our, our platform fee. That was our model. So we're like, we would love to just have inventory. Send us because yeah, you and you weren't even really thinking no a ton about new construction and no, until not I at all, right? And I was like, well, oh, this would be a neat service. This would be a nice thing to do. And and by the way, if it had launched in 2020, yeah, like I think the idea of an auction would have been oh, my, absolutely. Oh. Now, we're going to get to that maybe as yeah. a part two, because I, I would still argue that new construction should consider auctions, but that's, mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Yep. That's where it started. And literally, it was after talking to you and talking to a number of builders, I realized this is entirely too good to be true. 
I need to have something, you know, because it's like, wait, so this is entirely free. You know, you're going to get on all the syndicated with no stupid rules. You're going to take an automated data feed and you're not going to charge me anything. You're not going to want any money. Like people got suspicious. That's fine. We're going to start charging you. <laughs> it's a one-time set of fee. <laughs> okay. So but, so, but it's not, it's not a, like if I have 400, if I sell 600 homes a year yeah, uh, and I start 300 of those 600 as inventory homes and yeah. I want to put them on your MLS yeah. to make sure they show the best way possible yeah. on consumer facing websites, yeah. the cost is a one-time setup fee, not a one time. And I think the way we're doing it is a one-time setup fee. And then I think we're talking about after this first year and, and I'm saying whoever yeah. it's the rest of 2023, we're not charging anybody anything because my hope is that some of those homes will transact on our platform via auction, which lets us keep the lights on. Yep. If it turns out that because the peculiar sales cycle of new construction, no new construction home ever goes on auction, ever goes through our site, that's okay. At that point, we're probably going to start charging. Uh, gonna, yeah, you got to pay for the servers basis. and the bandwidth. And yeah, exactly. Because I got to pay for the servers and the bandwidth, right? Yeah. Um, but for the rest of this year, we just decided. It's just one time set of fee. Mm-hmm. Depends on how big your file is. Yep. It's not, it's not a lot. See, Rob, I'm telling you, I know my audience and I can hear them in my head saying, yeah. I knew it. There's something yeah. weird about this. Yeah. So all of my homes have to be listed for sale by auction in order to be part of this platform. In theory. But here's what we discover with new construction, even though I encourage it, we don't dictate anything to anybody. Like to me, that's one of the things it's hard to wrap your head around because when you think of MLS, they're right. essentially Ooh. regulatory agencies. So the idea of an MLS not dictating stuff to you is, is hard to grasp, but that's kind of our view. So with uh, Abrazo, for example, right? It's real simple. They sent us a list price over, right? Okay, well, we set that list price as the minimum bid, uh, the reserve price, and the buy it now. So there's really no auction. It's really like if a consumer on our site is interested, they just click yeah. the button. It's like then- if if you remember the eBay days. I don't use eBay as much anymore myself, yeah. but it was like, just it's just a buy it now. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to think about it. Because when you say buy it now, all that does is it says, hey, Here's a buyer. We, all we're doing is matching the buyer and the seller. And then we send the information on, draft a contract, et cetera. Here's the thing. I don't actually think this is a huge feature yet of our site for new construction. Because, again, I think about the new construction sales cycle. Mm-hmm. What is a sales cycle? It's typically a consumer goes to a portal, sees a house, so in varying stages of completion, right? Let's say it's a fully finished house, like move-in ready right now. Right? Yeah. Okay. I see it. I go to my agent. Hey, I want to go see this house. Or I walk into that sales office, right? And I say, Hey, I see, I saw this on Zillow. Yeah, no I one's saying, on Hold up. I would like to wait for any uh, other bids that come in on this new construction. Nobody home, right? does so that. If you, right? you want it, you can have it right now. That's right. You know, so that consumer walks to the sales office, the nice sales representative, so, you know, talks them through whatever, you know, walks them through the house. Says, okay. Do you want it? Yeah, I want it. Cool. Let me draft the purchase agreement and builders have their own purchase agreements mm-hmm. many times. By, by the way, you just unlocked another thing is that a lot of builders don't put homes on the MLS right? because they don't want to incur those expenses or right. potentially the extra exposure to a group of people that they're going to have to pay a 3% uh, fee to. Right. And just all, again, all of the hurdles. Right. So a lot of new construction <clears throat> never hits until it's almost done. Correct. And the other thing that drives people nuts that I've that I've had them share with me is like, well, if I list it in the MLS when it when it begins construction, by the time it's almost done and most consumers or the majority of consumers are really interested in it, right? There's this field next to it that says this home's been, uh, you know, days on, on market, right? Days on market for 200 days, 
That's right. And uh, all my realtor friends are telling me, you got to take that home off and relist it because no one wants a 200 year old home. And they're like, it's still not even done. That's right. That's right. So we solved both of those problems. So let's start with the easy one, the days on market thing, which is we don't really care about days on market as an MLS. I know that sounds really weird, but it's because of our particular model. Days on market is super important to traditional real estate, traditional MLS, because what it does, it gives a price signal to the buyer agent, Mm -hmm. right? So buyer agents look at a home, especially resale. They go, well, this home's been on the market for 200 days. Clearly there's something wrong with it or it's overpriced. So when my client's going to write an offer, I'm going to, you know, offer 30,000 below list, something like that. With an open auction, that just doesn't apply. Do you know what I mean? Like you have a minimum bid, you have a reserve price, which is hidden. You see the buy-in now, bid whatever you think appropriate. And then, right? Who cares about days on market at that point? Right. Right. Because you could bid low. You could bid minimum bid. Somebody's going to outbid you or they're not. Do you know what I mean? Like that the market will dictate how that Yeah, goes. we're gonna we're gonna this is just how right. I, I had my first Korean barbecue dinner with with Rob. And um one of the reasons that I think we like talking to each other is that our minds both go in and out of, of different Correct. things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take us back to the auction yeah, part, yeah. which yeah. again might not be of interest to builders now. You don't require it. No. Um, but you know, I have friends right now that are trying to move back to Pittsburgh and have been yeah. trying to move back to Pittsburgh. And, yep. have, and have been involved in multiple bidding wars and offers from Columbus yep. to a place yep. two and a half, three hours away. And the frustration is, well, you lost the house. Okay, right. why? We don't really know. You're just, your offer wasn't as good. Right. And the auction that you're talking about is not a double blind or triple no. blind or what, no. you know, it's, it's transparent open. in terms yep. of who has bid what and, yep. and what terms in addition to price. That's right. And what is the seller value That's on it? Right. I, think, I, I could even show you a quick demo, you know, if you'd like, but sure. th- I think that might take us too far away from the core yeah. thing. So we'll, well go the, back to that if need be. I, but yeah. I think that might take a while, you know, and yeah. that, that's where, you know, Rob's on a mission originally of, yeah. I want this to be a transparent auction tool yes. Yes. that is transparent yeah. and not doing things the old fashioned way. Right. And then I'm over here, like quasi distracting him saying, but yeah. there's this really other cool thing you could help new construction with. So, and that's what we built. And it wasn't, it, it frankly, it really wasn't that difficult, right? Because so much of the problems came from all the rules and policies and yeah. all procedures and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, we could just get rid of all that. And, and I think feed, your ability we'll to use existing it. data feeds. So Correct. again, if you syndicate uh, listings and communities currently. Correct. Really, there's only two major standards as far as I'm aware. And what, what do I know? But right. the, there's, there's, I think Zillow has, has a specific feed standard and there's a, the right. BDX standard, which is That's right. older, but more widely used. And I believe right. Zillow even accepts the BDX standard. So they do. that's kind of what you decided to go off of. For start, but here's the, so I'm saying, so here's the next part of that. What I know about Zillow's standard, which is a little bit richer data set. Mm-hmm. I know that they went out and sort of tr- talked a lot of builders into implementing this. And a number of them did. And then Zillow joined the MLSs as a brokerage participant. Ah. And now all of that richer Zillow whatever feed thing, you could send it to them. Zillow will process it. It has to go on tab two though, which is, it might as well be invisible. Like I look at tab two of Zillow as being on page seven of Google. Like, yes, you're there, but you might as well not be there. Right? Yeah. If I mean, you rank 70th, you, you rank nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's almost how I think about it. But what we're saying is, look, if you send us the richer data set, we can process that too. Okay. In fact, what I want to get to eventually is, and still BDX, honestly, it is an old XML 
you mentioned oh your gosh, audience. It's got to be 2005, 2006, right. maybe when this thing you started. You mentioned your audience is nerdy. So let's kind of get into it. What I'm looking to build is modern, it's like web APIs based on like just standard JSON payloads, mm-hmm. which means at some point, the way I look at it, home builders know, like they have internal databases. Right. right? With everything, like, you know, the, the architectural design, the electrical plans, the materials that were used, they could supply all kinds of incredibly rich data oh. if they wanted to. Now you're going to, now you're teasing me. Right. Because that's, right. well, that's, that's one of the things that I forget who, who, and I, who I originally had this conversation with like four years ago. I think it was Jeff Turner. Yeah. He's like, Kevin, builders know what they put in all of their homes. Yes. You, any, any existing home, you're like, yes. uh, who did the electrical work in this house? No clue. Yeah. Uh, what's the junction box manufacturer? No clue. Right. right. Like, unless it says Kohler on the faucet, you might not even know. You don't know. <laughs> you know right. like, builders know all this stuff. And Correct. while it doesn't always have intrinsic value for a shopper at that moment, if all that can be saved, archived and available in a transparent fashion, there's no reason like it. I, I can, again, I can hear different yeah. builders I've worked for in my head yeah. screaming saying, we don't get the value we should. Yeah. Or they're, you know, they're really happy when people seven years later say in the, in the listing description, this home was built by Heartland Homes. They're like, see right. that people can tell we build quality. Right. But what if there was a more transparent way to say, right. no, look, you can see all the brands that went into this right. home. Right. Or even something really relevant. Like, so our house right here, this house I'm sitting in right now in Las Vegas, we bought the home two months later, the pipe burst. Mm. These things happen. Yeah. Right. We didn't know, okay, were these clay pipes? <laughs> were these, you know, metal pipe, lead pipes? Was it PVC? We had no way of knowing until we dug a giant hole. They go down there and like, oh yeah, these are, you know, I think they were clay pipes, you know, or yeah. something. Wouldn't it have been nice to have some data somewhere? Oh yeah, our, our, we use clay pipes. So, you know, like, and my point is builders have all that data, mm-hmm. right? Are they going to manually fat finger that into an MLS? Of course not. Like, that's unreasonable. Yeah. What I'm saying is I want to build a data facility that says, if you have it, you want to send it to us, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll mint it. We'll, you know, we'll store it. And, and we'll send again, it on to whoever needs to send it. What I think is so far, you've been very reasonable in saying, t- t- tell us what you need. Because Correct. there again, there's certain people who are going to say, but I don't want to send all that data, even if you can. Yeah. What you're saying is my MLS has no reason to create a rule that says you must declare, you know, no. Feel empty field uh, pipe manufacturer doesn't need right. to be filled in. You don't want to no. share it. No big deal. Yeah, we don't care. I mean, look, there are certain fields that are going to be required. They're obvious number of beds, bed, bath, <laughs> price. You know, you kind of need that, right? Builders know that too, Rob. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> but, you know, so it's like, but you're exactly right. I mean, the my overall approach is we live in 2023. Computers talking to one another is a real thing. We're mm-hmm. enabling it. Send us the data. We'll deal with it. Right. Yeah. And then we'll send it on to wherever it needs to go. It's that simple. Right. Yep. So, yeah, we're going to do, you know, sort of set up fees because I needed to come up with some sort of catch. Otherwise, builders are like this is too good to be true. You're doing something weird. You're doing something evil. We're, I promise you we're not because our main focus is enabling auctions. Yeah. So that's what we built. And I, I would like m- my goal with the new construction side is. Like I said, I don't really expect a lot of auctions to come through new construction. Again, well, in a way, totally we should be rooting for it because what you're saying is if enough auctions do use the platform, right. then maybe it'll stay free for builders. After and in the fact, I thing. think what we have in mind is even if we start charging after this year, uh-huh. 
builders who process one or two transactions through like we'll, we'll waive the data. Which again, right. you're not you don't as a builder have to the consumer would have to on their own Correct. go to your separate web platform, which right. is different than the syndication Correct. you're sending out to Zillow and the like. Right. And they would have to choose on their end to transact Correct. on your platform. Well, and in that case, how much does the builder pay if they transact on your okay, platform? Okay, so that's the second piece, which is super <laughs> important. Right? Uh, we're an MLS that has no commissions. We uh, don't charge a commission. And in fact, agents who use our platform are not allowed to charge a commission. One of our terms of use is if you're a real estate agent, you use our platform, you must waive all other commission claims. So if the transaction, they can put homes in multiple MLSs if they want sure. to, but that's if the right. transaction occurs and, and credits your MLS as the right. as the thing that's processing it, right. then they can't say, well, that was free over there, but you owe me 3% from Flex no, MLS over there. Right. You, you have to waive all other commission claims. Okay. So how do they get paid? Well, because what we've done is as an auction platform, we charge a buyer premium. And then from the buyer premium, we set the buyer premium at basically the same level as the commission. So the buyer pays the buyer premium, and let's face it, the buyer's the ones paying the commission today because the buyer's the only one bringing new money to the table. And then we will pay the agents involved. So the agents are still getting paid. Their compensation is still guaranteed. But for a builder, what it means is you no longer have to be concerned or worried or whatever about a buyer showing up with an agent. You don't have to worry about paying that agent. We'll take care of them. Right? So, Not only that, but if you're a builder and you have a sales rep who could be considered a listing agent, uh-huh. we'll send half the commission, half the buyer premium to the builder. Back to the builder. Because that's a listing agent. You're the yeah, and this agent. is going to cause all other interesting things. So in, in theory, tell me if this is legal or not. Uh, yeah. At least, again, we're not practicing lawyers, neither one of us. So check your right. <laughs> restrictions. Right. But I, is, is it legal then for someone to say, I could put a home on uh, Decenter at a right. price in that auction format that is different than the price in another MLS or somewhere else? I don't see why not. Because if you're not paying that extra fee as right. the seller, right, that would be an incentive. So that's right. I mean, I, we're, we're not saying to do that. I'm not saying no, to do that no, clearly. No. I'm just no. saying there's going to be this whole other dynamic of we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Because well, dynamic, and then the market maybe will do small, what the market is going to do. Think about this for a smaller builder, right? To your point, you don't have it in inside sales stats. You're going to go work with a, a local agent that you know. If you have them use our system, you don't got to pay that agent. And you don't mm-hmm. have to pay the buyer's agent. We'll take care of them. And by the way, we're going to take a data feed automated from you with as much data as you want to send us. And we'll put it on tab one of Zillow. Like, to me, that's a no-lose. And if you're doing it through our platform using your agent and whatever, then there's like obviously no fee for the data because we're making money from the auction transfer fee. If you don't do that and you want to go through the yeah. standard process, that's great. Do that. We want you to get as much attention, get as much traction. And if, quite frankly, sell as many homes as possible, because let's face it, we do have a housing crisis and I want more people to be in homes. Yeah. And then just help us pay for the server costs and bandwidth costs. We're going to charge you some nominal fee. Okay, so let me, let me throw another scenario, because uh, when, when the pandemic happened and there was yeah. a severe shortage of homes, a yep. lot of people were trying to do quasi-auction formats That's right. of their own. With their own development teams, their own processes, or outside partners creating buy now buttons, et cetera. Yep. Is it, and I, we don't want to overpromise anything, obviously, yep. but is it conceivable that if 
such an uh, such a shortage were to occur again, or let's just say I, I'm a I'm a builder and I've got a particular hot neighborhood, yeah, but I've sold out of everything multiple times, and I'm now on phase four of the community yeah. about to open phase four. Yeah. Is there is there ability then to say I'm going to or I wish to choose to to essentially push? Could I have a button on my website that says you could you can make an offer on this home now? Yeah. It links over to the listing on the center. Yeah. Yeah, and the auction does what the auction does. Yeah, actually, I could go a step better. Remember, I said we were, we're all about modern interface, modern computer science. Uh huh. We have APIs that go out and in, meaning if you want now, to, in our industry, Rob, we don't know what two two way APIs are because everything is mostly one and a half at most. <laughs> I'm just saying your nerdy <laughs> audience might be interested yeah. to know two way builder wanted to. You don't have to do the auction on our site. You could do it on yours. We'll send you all the APIs and you could literally have the home, have a minimum bid reserve, all that, like take advantage of all of our functionality, but design it on your thing with your name on it. Like we don't care. Yeah. Just then put it right there. They don't even have to click to our site. Maybe it's because it's, that. you know, now, what is it? 1047 <laughs> and uh, the, the T is kicking in or something, but what it, uh, it's kind of then like a Stripe functionality. Kind for of. For right. running an auction. Or a buy it now if you just wanted right. to say Whatever here's the buy it now price. Yeah. But then they and I'm gonna I'm gonna use a word you're not gonna like. Then they have to transact on your platform. So what does that look right. like for the builder in terms of do you have a standard MLS agreement that we have to not not really? Buy and by? So for builders, maybe we have to look at different solutions. So you know what? If builder call me, we'll discuss how we're gonna do it for you. If you have a standard contract, maybe we just use that. But my understanding again with builder with new construction. Again, unless the home is fully finished, no more options, that's it. There's right. a whole bunch of stuff you're going to want to discuss and negotiate and go back and forth on. So I don't think it's really about that. I think it's really about identifying who the buyer is. Yeah. Right? So if you throw up for auction and not, here's my argument for why you want to do that. Mm -hmm. okay, so I'm going to give you two arguments. One, even in this market, and I think you're the one who pointed this out, if you have new construction, and you have priced a home kind of near that like first time home buyer level, you're going to get multiple bids. Yeah. The demand for that stock housing Anything is Anything under 400K in, in most markets. Correct. So why not put it up for auction? You have a reserve price in mind. So you're like, okay, look, we need to make at least 375 in this house to turn a profit. Cool. Set your reserve at 375 and put the minimum bid at 300, 250. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't got to sell okay, nothing. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Right? No, no, no. I got, I have, uh, this is, this is, again, we're not legal experts, but what you're saying yeah, then yeah. is I can say yeah. that that home, home's available for sale from 375. You still have to use the reserve number. You couldn't right. represent the home at 300 and say my homes are starting from the 300s. Why not? They Well, they technically are, but the reserve is 375. Right. So is there any scenario because again, I'm not an auction expert that someone ends up bidding 360, which is below the reserve, but the seller right. says, you know what? I'll sell it anyway. Is that? Of course. Okay. It's the seller's don't... option. The only thing we require is you take the top bid, right? Because the transparency, in other words, so, so it'd be at your discretion. If the reserve is not met, you could say, never mind. We're going to relist again later Correct. or, or run that, the auction right. again a second time. That's right. Or you could say, you know what? That top bid's good enough. It's close enough. We'll take that. Burden hand is better, right? Maybe it's three sixty-five with a ten-day close, and sure. it's going to get you your final closing you need before the end That's of the right. year to hit your right. hit your goal. That's right. But and then the second part of that, which is let's say because the market is so rough, 
right? I don't, I mean, I'm sure builders have far better pricing mechanisms. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure they do. Um, you know, the most popular pricing method is still cost plus X percent of desired profit, which is okay. not, that's not real value. Right. So my thing is at a minimum, what we can do is price discovery. Let's say you're a high-end custom builder, right? And you built this gorgeous, whatever, mansion mm -hmm. on the river. You did your cost plus, right? How do you know what to price? Well, your them? cost plus should become your reserve in your in your scenario. Correct. My point is, and then throw it up for auction, right? Start, you know what? Start, have the starting bid be a dollar, <clears throat> right? <laughs> I mean, that you, you know you're going to get bids. My point is, after 30, 40 bids, and the top bid is 900. That's the market now telling you your home in that condition is worth 900,000. Oh, well, now we have another tool then what we're talking about for struggling neighborhoods. And, and you're, hey, here's another opportunity to test the market. The other yeah. scenario is, you know, we, we just had a builder um, in Northern Virginia yeah. do a grand opening. They sold 18 houses in one day at yeah. average price or starting price point of 800 to 1.2 million, depending on the yeah. price point. But 18 in a day on an overall sales goal for the year, originally at 25. Okay. And so to your point, and to, to some of the investors maybe in that project, they're like, maybe we could have made a little, a little extra and sold, you know, 10 instead of 18, which is always, you know, every, every culture is different. Every builder is different in yep. terms of their approach to that, of certainty of the sale. Yep. But yep. You, you could have said, hey, the best four home sites, yep. which might be the other way to think about this is. The four home sites that are 1.5 acres in a neighborhood that is typically only half an acre, mm -hmm. you've mm -hmm. got a couple of flag lots or, hey, those are on auction, auction. because yeah. home site we premiums, home site premiums, which are often added on, yeah. um, those are basically, you know, licking your finger <laughs> in the wind and saying, I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. some, sometimes Rob is just someone in, in the room is saying, we want to make an extra $500,000 in revenue on home site yeah. premiums in this neighborhood. Yeah. You figure out where to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. to your point, not true price discovery. It's not true price discovery, number one. And what if the true market premium for those home sites is not 500,000? What if it's 700? Yeah. You'll well, never and, know unless well, you put no, it No, actually you do know if all of those sell first, then you know you did it wrong. Correct. And by that time it's too late. Right, you left two hundred thousand mm -hmm. on the table. Mm -hmm. So, look, this is my argument for why I think auctions apply to new construction as well. Right, I'm yeah. just pointing out it's not required. We don't. Again, we're not dictating to anybody what they should do. All we're saying is it's available. But it really, all we wanted to achieve, our main thing that we're trying to deliver to new construction is this data problem. Which, so I forgot to mention this. I said we're tackling reverse. The days of market thing is <clears throat> mm -hmm. we don't care about it. Our days on market, we don't really keep that stat. What we'll do is we will send along right, to distribution partners. So take Zillow, Redfin, whatever. They'll get the it's first list date. But every time there's a new auction for us, that's a new listing, if you will. Mm -hmm. So if you do an auction, so with the Brazos, I think for now, I believe they're on 14-day cycles. So every 14 uh, days. And the auction, again, is... is <clears throat> it just reset. It's a buy it now auction that's every Correct. 14 days. Every 14 days. So every 14 days. Wait, wait, wait. So again, let me use my own words so I make sure yeah. I'm understanding what you're saying. Because, yeah. you know, I, I like you, Rob, but I like my audience and I like my builders yeah. better. Yeah. You're saying essentially you are relisting or refreshing <clears throat> the listing every, every two weeks. Correct. And I think that they set that. We didn't set that. You want to reset it? You mean Abrazo set that to be specific? Yeah. 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 
We don't care what the builder sets it up. We're just saying we're automated. Since we don't really care about the days of market concept in an auction context, we'll do whatever the seller, whatever the builder wants. If they want to do it every seven days, do it. Now, so when you when you get to the next level of of completion, you upload all new photos in your system, not right? We have that feed. We refresh all the photos. You want to start over at that point? Cool. Let's start over. So <laughs> now it's a one day on market property. You, know, you I, refresh I, photos again. It's a is, one day. This on is maybe property. the sixth or seventh time that we've talked about this in depth. And it's <clears> funny <throat> how I still find myself bumping up against these artificial barriers. And you keep coming back like, no, we don't have to do it that way. No. <laughs> it's just like. No, because okay. here's the thing. We're trying to reflect reality. We're trying to reflect reality, right? And then here's the second point I'll make. The days of market thing being super important in resale. Let's just talk, look at it in resale where it is actually important, right? Mm-hmm. In our case, what we're saying is the seller dictates how long the auction goes for, when it starts and when it ends. And you don't have to. So you could list a house today, right? And say, I'm going to do a three-day auction 30 days from now. So for 30 days, people can come and see the house, you know, take check it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then auction day comes, we start the auction, and three days later, we're going to have a winner. Why do we need 200 days on market for? Well, and for builders, there's right. another opportunity that's different for existing, which is you run an auction. Yeah. Only one person gets the house. Yeah. Transparently, everyone else can see. Yeah. Oh, but we could build another one at the price of the second place person. Like sure. we can, we can do that for you. Sure. Like you lost that one, but, but the builder can build the same floor plan over and over That's again. Right. That's right. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to even imagine, right? You know, like Amazon has this similar, like mm-hmm. people who have looked at this house have also checked out these five houses. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard to imagine something like we're just trying to bring real estate sort of industry prop tech data into the 21st century, honestly. Yeah. And so I don't think, I don't think I've ever asked you on air, like yeah. what it is you really have done uh, or, or been up to, but you, you essentially, you're like, uh, you're like uh, a, a Kevin Oakley figure to MLSs. Yes. Like you, you've been working. T- so yes. it, it's not like you just woke up and said, there's a better way to do this. And you came from no, I, you know, I wine sales. Or yeah. <laughs> I spent 12 years consulting with MLSs, associations, tech, prop tech companies, brokerages. So I kind of know where all the pain points are, and I kind of think I know what the solutions are, right? And we brought up the lawsuit. The reason why I think what I'm doing is beyond just you know selfish, greedy, like capitalist thing is because I think if that lawsuit drops, we are going to be able to protect compensation because we what we're doing is not a commission arranged by you know, uh, board of directors at NAR and, you know, all right. these rules. No, we are an auction site. We charge an auction premium. And what we do with our money afterwards is nobody's business, but ours. So we think we can protect compensation and commission for the agents who are quite frankly, yeah. they work their asses off. Right? Okay. So let, I, I think we've, we've so. talked a lot to builders, but there yes. are, um, a good number of agents and brokers who also listen to the show. Yes. Yes. So let's just leave them with a with an insight into how you feel like uh, they should be taking advantage of the platform in terms of being able to offer uh, a listing service to to a seller yeah. for the cost of nothing. Yeah, it's very straightforward. It's exactly what you said. You're a full service agent. 
You're not a discounter. You're not a yard sign only. You're not an MLS only agent. You're a full service agent, right? And you're very experienced. You know what you're doing. You now have the ability to go to a seller and say, I can provide all these services, but I have a way for you to pay 0%. You know, there are all these like companies out there that like, yeah. 1% listing fee. How do you feel about 0% listing fee? You can actually do that and not be lying about and 0% it. 0% for full service is the thing that definitely is going to take explanation Correct. because it's, it's it's one of those, again, it seems too good to be true. Correct. But the 1% person is talking about, I'll give you a sign that you probably have to install yourself and I'll put in the MLS. Or it's minimal service or something else, right? This yeah. is, and, and I'm saying, look, the agent can say, look, I can offer 0% because if you do it through DPX, they're going to pay me. Yeah. How are they going to do that? What's a buyer premium thing concept, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, let's be transparent about it. We're not, we're not trying to play hide the ball here. We're very transparent. The buyer pays the commission today. We're saying the buyer will pay the pre buyer premium in our system. The buyer's not paying any more. They're not spent. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's simple, but that simple switch does allow for us to deliver a lot of this value. So for a broker agent, I think, yeah, just go pitch that. Come sign up and go pitch that. I mean, that's really how I see it. With respect to new construction, though, there's, there's, there is an angle here that is super interesting. Buyer agents, and so first of all, let's be honest, listing agents don't really care that much about home builder business right. because they're institutional. They're going to get 1% listing fee, whatever, right? If you are that agent, <clears throat> it might not be worth, it might not be a bad idea to go to that builder client and say, hey, have you considered maybe putting the stuff on DPX? Because then I can charge you zero if it's done through that platform. Because mm -hmm. they'll take care of me. Yeah. If and again, are, right? Rob's not talking about requiring this. No. Just but there option. are, you know, there, there are already builders who, again, they've either built this on their own or are partnering with people who are requiring all sales transactions to be keyed in by the yeah. sales team using yeah. essentially an online transaction tool of their own design. Yeah. And so there's no reason that right. again, a builder who's lean and scrappy and and needs yeah. to to protect costs and still provide great service to the customer. Can't say, yeah, our home's for sale. Yeah. And again, not recommending people do this. I'm just saying right. these are the things that are going to be tested over That's time. Right. Some right. Someone somewhere is going to say, these 10 homes are only available on this, right. on this transaction platform. Or how about even simpler? How about you have an iPad at your sales office? Buyer comes in with an agent and says, hey, I want to look at them. Great. Don't, you know, don't be like, don't just don't even sweat it. Let it go. Cool. Here's the house. Oh, I really like, I want to, I think I want to put an offer. Cool. Do you mind clicking this button right here? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Just do, like, okay, cool. Now let me draft the agreement because now that's been done through our platform. Mm -hmm. And the cost is. And the cost is, and then we take care of the agents and then you don't talk to the buyer agent. The buyer agent, you're going to get fully compensated. And that's second piece. Buyer agents are the ones who often have these issues with new construction. Maybe mm -hmm. the answer there is you go to you go to the home build and say, hey, my client wants to make, you know, wants to buy this house. Would you mind if we did this through DeCenter? Builder's like, I don't care. <laughs> Why would the builder care? But now yeah. the buyer agent's getting compensated at full and not worry about well, this builder only offers five hundred dollars for a buyer. You know, like you just yeah. you just get rid of all of that contention. We just get rid of all that simply by filtering the transaction through our platform. Or we're never going to have time to answer or predict all questions, but hopefully if nothing else after this hour, you're like, well, if I have a question about this, yes. I, I don't need to call Kevin and probably no. shouldn't. I should just call no. the genius guy who keeps pontificating <laughs> and coming up with 
easier and better ways to do things. Yeah. And so uh, we'll we'll add uh, a link over to Rob and, and ways to contact him. But appreciate that. Yeah, it's exciting. I I mean, look, there's. I'm excited, there's no, I'm excited about it, Kevin, because you're the one who like opened my eyes to the service that we could provide to a builder community. And I'm like, yes, that's true, and we can solve some of those problems right now. Yeah, right? and that's literally the thing that's always important to me about any of this is 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 vetting, like, is this in the best interest of the builder? And and that's like, right. I mean. Rob, I like you, but you're no different. If something no. ends up changing or you're like, oh no, you know, we're we're gonna yeah. have to charge a fifty thousand dollar setup fee, then yeah, then you know, no. The no. world will know. No, I know. <laughs> it's not. No, I, I think it's more like five hundred dollar setup fee. Got <laughs> I think it. we yeah, top yeah. out at like five grand if you have a million property records or something crazy. Yeah. You know? If if you are DR or Lenar or whoever, yeah. 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 Give yeah. me a ring. We could do an enterprise thing. Um <laughs> <laughs> but Wait. the other part of this, you're exactly right. The part of it, like, like I said, I'm, this is a business. We're trying to make money as capitalist enterprise. Having said that, I really do mean it. I care a whole lot about the fact that homeownership rates are plummeting. I care a great deal. If you read my Substack, if you read, you know, some of my other work, I care a great deal about the fact that young and working families are like losing the ability to buy homes. Mm-hmm. The only sort of source of affordable homes today are new construction. That's yeah. just the truth of it. Yep. So the more that we can do to help builders get their inventory in front of people, in front of consumers, I think ultimately we're helping buyers. Ultimately, yeah. Right? Because if I'm just on Zillow, if I'm you know, and some of these new uh, some three hundred fifty thousand dollar home is untapped too, I probably never see it. If I saw it, I'd be like, hey, honey, here's a home we can buy. Like yeah. to me, that's actually like what makes this worth doing. You know, like, do mm-hmm. I think we're going to make fortune from doing new construction listings? Yeah. I don't. Right. But is it going to help builders going to help, you know, consumers going to help solve some problems? I do think that. And I think right. that's, and, really well, yeah, and that's if, again, myself and anyone listening, I always encourage everyone to be skeptical and cautious yes. to, to yes. a point. But and that's why I think it's important for people to understand that uh, your platform would win if builders use this tool. Yeah. And, and paid the fee to keep the servers on, but it would attract yeah. other existing home business yeah. to become more aware of the platform yeah. as well. So there's like, yeah. there's, there's ways that you're winning uh, right. beyond transactions being processed. It's just right. overall awareness of realtors saying, wait, I want to be on that place where there's right. already 300 listings in Albuquerque. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, we're 35 today, but yeah, I mean, yeah. but you know, we, we're going to try and bring on as many builders across the country as possible because we have the tool, we built it, it works. Now I'm like, let's use it. Let's let's improve yeah. some some lives out there, you know. All right, and uh, breaking news: Rob's going to be joining us at uh, the online sales and marketing That's summit right. in September as well. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have him talk all about uh, <laughs> the craziness of the yeah. used home world, and yeah. and at that point, we'll be closer to the lawsuits and and be able to talk more about That's potential right. changes. And uh, if you've been using the platform and have experience about it, we'll be able to dig into that uh, more as well. So that, that'd be great. I mean, if I show up and everyone in the audience is like already using us to send that, <laughs> and then we could turn to like a mini user meeting. It's like, okay, what complaints do you have? What can I improve? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> this is great. Well, awesome. thanks so much for the opportunity, Kevin. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm excited about it. I ain't gonna lie. And I think we are really, I, I'm too. I, I can't imagine. I, I just, again, I keep, I, my brain keeps, uh, freezing because 
of the like the other things that haven't at least on my end been thought of that you're like oh yeah no that's yeah. that's where we're going <clears throat> and honestly i'm actually really eager to hear from some of the the builder community because i'm really not that familiar with that community like what are some of the other things that you guys have always wanted oh to yeah, yeah yeah that's that's you know what you don't have to sign up for for anything what yeah. i think i that's what i keep asking people is like what drives you crazy about your current MLS experience beyond the fact that your, your stuff is hard to maintain? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What, are, what are, what are the things that just cause you yeah. pain? Yeah. Or things that you wanted to try, but you couldn't get permission or the data or whatever. Like, I would love mm -hmm. to know, like, is that something we can solve? Because it turns out when you start fresh, cause that's the way to think about it. We're starting with like a blank sheet of paper and we're saying 2023 with the technology that's out there, with the systems that are out there, what could we enable? I would love to hear more. I'm sure there's like construction tech companies who are like, oh my, you know, we want to be, able, we want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Talk to me. You know, maybe we can help you enable that. Who knows? Maybe there's different types of financing, you know, opportunities for. Uh, talk to me. You know, like, is that something we can help you with? I don't know. Like, yeah. we're we're trying to create a new sort of wave of innovation, if you will. Right. Simply oh. by saying, let's just not deal with some of the 50 year old rules that don't apply. I feel like, you know, the t shirt needs to say, moving is hard enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's try to make the rest of this as easy as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Rob. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Kevin. We'll see ya. Later. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peak, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market proof. <laughs> <laughs>